Welcome to Saving America's Just the Facts segment. And today I'm delighted to welcome Jason Davis, who has a fascinating background. He is a former professional radio broadcaster and then changed careers and went into law enforcement and is now CEO of Security Specialist, a security services firm. He hosts a fascinating website, Don't Tread on Liberty. Jason, welcome to Saving America. Thank you, Dave. Happy to be here. We're going to get right down to it and talk a little bit about uh, what's been happening in the United States and personal liberty with regard to COVID-19. Was, uh, was uh, our buddy Anthony Fauci's approach, was that, a, was that a good approach? Did that work out for Americans? I don't think so. And I think, you know, we have to make a point to also say that it wasn't really all him either. Um, he's kind of been the face of it. And he's the one always talking to the news media. But in reality, there are many bureaucrats in many different agencies, and they're all responsible uh, for what we see today. But as far as Fauci is concerned, I mean, his background speaks for itself. If you, you can go back 20 years, and it's just one catastrophe after another, everything from HIV to SARS H1N1, this guy has. Uh, messed it up. I mean, you couldn't even mess it up worse if you tried. So I think that, um, yeah, he messed up bad. Um, and you, you continue to see that to this day, every time he's on TV every day, it's a new story. I mean, at first it's, uh, don't wear a mask. Then it's, everybody should wear a mask. Then it's wear goggles with your mask. Then it's, Oh, you don't need to be six feet apart. You should be 12 feet apart. Now it's down to three feet apart. Um, you know, does he know anything? Well, he sure doesn't know how to be consistent. And in, in terms of personal liberty, there's been a, a, a lot of concern about vaccine passport. And it looks like the feds got enough pushback quickly enough that they gave up on that one. But um, there's been a suggestion they're going to go door to door. And I even saw a, a possible suggestion that one of the reasons the Dems are supporting going after the um, these dominant uh, media sources, uh, online media sources like Facebook, is they want them to censor anything that criticizes the vaccines. That that doesn't sound like personal liberty to me. Well, they've already been doing that. They've they've been doing that for a year and a half. I mean, since day one, all information online has been censored about COVID nineteen, about the reporting, the PCR testing. Um, how they track the data, all of this has been manipulated by social media, the tech companies, and legacy media as well. Um, now, yes, you're right. The vaccines uh, and vaccine passports, this really is the fight of our time. Um, this is the prize that the government has their eye on. And the federal government, for the moment, has said they will not introduce that. However, you have localities that are already doing it. New York State is already doing it. California's rolling it out. Hawaii has rolled it out. Um, so this is already happening. Um, so the federal government at this point doesn't need to do it. It's already happening. As far as door to door, yes, they're already doing that too. Um, he's got people going around door to door. I've already seen videos. Uh, 
people have recorded from their ring doorbells and such of these people coming around. Um, this is not good. It's not good at all. Uh, you know, when did it become the government's purview to know my personal medical information? Yeah, it, it is a it is a tough deal. And it reminds me of our, our second topic for today, since we, we've got limited time, is to talk about Marxism on the move in the United States, or as I call it, uh, the dirty commies are uh, trying for a comeback. You know, they failed in the USSR. Um, they frankly have failed in China. China is really a capitalist country with a single party um, uh, system, but it's still a capitalist country. That's why they've actually economically improved. And um, what do you see as the best path to, uh, to dealing with this movement right now? Well, it has to be local. Uh, it has to be grassroots. I think people need to get involved in their local government, their local politics. We need patriots running for school board, for you know county assessor. We need all of these positions are critical. Um, the schools is another one. This is where they've been indoctrinating kids for generations already um, with all of their nonsense, like cr critical race theory, Marxism, uh, all of that. So uh the schools are very important i say everybody should get their kids out of public school i mean that's nothing more than a government indoctrination camp uh to be honest and everybody should pull their kids out i mean get them out like if your kid was in a burning building you wouldn't uh go to you wouldn't go to the fire department meeting and ask them what they were going to do about it you would get down there and get your kid out of the building that's what needs to happen with the schools in america um they need to be completely torn down and rebuilt from the ground up. I mean, it's, there's too much corruption involved. Uh, you have too much union money. The teachers union runs and controls the show. They're controlled by the government who funds them. So um, this is a system that isn't working for us. Uh, that's number one. Number two, uh, local politics. I mean, grassroots politics, people need to come up from the ground up. We need to get some of these politicians out of office that have been there way too long, that have already been corrupted. And, um, you know, we need to start to fill those with people who really care. And, uh, you know, the second part of that would be term limits. Uh, no politician should be in for more than one, maybe two terms at the most. Uh, Jason, you're, you're singing my song. Um, <laughs> I, I've got a, a, a pitch for term limits in my current book, Decline of America, and uh, my forthcoming book, uh, Bad Deal for America. The whole point of the book is term limits. <laughs> So we, we love to hear that. And I, I think some parents are rising up, uh, you know, Virginia, which is where I went to high school, by the way, and then attended the University of Virginia, um, has unfortunately swung from a conservative state to a, a liberal state. But it's interesting because it was a state that was well known for having a good public school system that has, of course, fallen into disarray. Um, I think it's pretty interesting to see what's happening in Loudoun County, Virginia right now. Sure. I mean, and again, as long as uh, any state that, you know, has any bearing um, on the election, you know, electoral votes is always going to be in contention. You know, they're they're after every red state. You know, you're in Texas. They've been after Texas forever. I mean, if they ever turn Texas blue, it's over. I mean, there's never going to be another conservative president again. Um, well, so I agree with this you. is uh, this is very dangerous. Um, and it's scary. 
because, uh, you know, as someone who is very planted here, I actually was living in both states, Virginia and Texas, for about 14 years and then uh, returned full time to Texas in 2013. And I'm pretty concerned the the funniest part about what we're seeing here in Texas is what was seen in Florida during the last presidential election is the enormous swing of Hispanics toward the Republican Party. And I think the Democrats could be very sad people if that trend continues, because with the growth in the Hispanic population, if that population continues to swing conservative, um, we, we could end up turning California and New York uh, red. <laughs> well, that would be a, that would be a feat. Um, I, I would, I would, I would kind of be hesitant to believe that, but I think that, I think a lot of these communities, especially California and New York, it's very deeply rooted in their culture to always vote Democrat. So, oh yeah, you know, well, some it's, people, it's, it, it'll be interesting been, to see what happens next. Absolutely. And, uh, uh, Jason, I, I know you've served in, in law enforcement, and as you know, I'm a huge supporter of, of a good, solid police department. Like any normal American citizen, I, I don't support police brutality and things like that. Um, but I certainly think that a solid uh, police presence is, is critical to a, a, a civilized society. And I uh, wonder what you thought about these uh, defund the police movements that we've seen in, you know, wacko places like Portland and Minneapolis. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so for a year, the anarchists from Antifa have been burning Portland, Oregon to the ground. Um, every day they're on fire up there and they want to get rid of the police. Um, the, reason that, <laughs> the reason that those places have such problems with these people is because they already don't prosecute any crimes. Um, so, you know, the police can arrest you, but then there's no bail. Uh, they don't hold anybody on bail, no bail. Uh, just let them go. And nothing ever happens. They don't prosecute anybody. That's why you have people burning uh, buildings in Portland, Oregon. Um, and so, you know, they're going to get what they deserve with that. Um, you know, that's all I can say. I mean, I'm sorry, you people in Portland, Oregon, I I love Oregon. I think it's beautiful, but it's been ruined and you guys have allowed it to happen. They are, are facing some serious problems up there. I attended a conference in Portland um, right about four years ago, and I was really happy with my visit. I stayed near downtown. Um, uh, I do Argentine tango. There was an outdoor tango um, in, a, in a key public square uh, downtown. A lot of neat stuff going on. And to see... The, the tragic destruction of the, the city um, is disturbing to me, even though I live in Houston, Texas, where we have not had any of those issues so far and, and hopefully will not. But it, it's, it's a pretty interesting uh, situation to see a city that has allowed itself to, to basically implode, although a lot of the rioters, of course, are from other parts of the country. They're, they're not native born there necessarily. Yeah, of course, they want to come in and cause trouble all around the, you know, even if they're not located there. Um, law enforcement is a, a critical component of a civilized society. Um, and I think that, you know, instead of our politicians trying to always pass more laws that only hinder law abiding people, what they ought to do is just focus on enforcing the laws that are, already exist. And if we do that, most of the problems that they complain about would not exist. 
I, I agree with you, Jason. Hey, it has been terrific having Jason Davis on this segment of Saving America. Uh, Jason, if, if our audience wants to learn some more about you and some of your interests, where, where should they go? Yes. Well, if you check out my podcast, uh, which is on any podcast platform, it's Don't Tread on Liberty. And you can also go to our website at DontTreadOnLiberty.com. Thank you so much, Jason Davis. Thanks for being with us today.